It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. This morning, lockdown lifts. Victorians emerge from a two-weekend shutdown, but anger swirls as tough restrictions remain. Vaccine death, experts reassuring the safety of AstraZeneca after a second Australian dies after the jab. Fatal storm, Victoria lashed by wild weather, causing the state's worst blackout in history. And Prince Philip's children pay tribute to the Duke on what would have been his 100th birthday. This is 7 News with Edwina Bartholomew. Good morning. Melbourne's fourth COVID lockdown has come to an end today, but it's not the Freedom Friday many had hoped for. Health experts have backflipped on their original decision to scrap outdoor mask wearing. It comes as authorities scrambled to work out how a family of four mysteriously caught the virus. None had visited an exposure site or been identified as a close contact of a positive case. We are moving ahead, but we are on high alert. These new cases are really the strongest reminder that we are no means out of the woods yet. Schools will reopen. Restaurants can have up to 50 people indoors and a 25-kilometre travel ban is in place. Hundreds of people are in isolation in Queensland, anxiously awaiting COVID test results after a second positive case was confirmed in the state. The husband of the 44-year-old Melbourne woman who left lockdown and went on an 1,800-kilometre road trip over the border has also now returned a positive test. Both of these individuals are towards the end of their illness, which is very good news for Queensland, and that means the risk of transmission to anyone else is less. 17 close contacts of the couple have been identified so far and are all in isolation. Experts are reassuring Australians about the safety of the COVID vaccine following the death of a woman who experienced a rare blood clotting condition after receiving the AstraZeneca jab. The 52-year-old from New South Wales died after developing a severe form of the syndrome with a blood clot on the brain. It's the second death directly linked to the vaccine in Australia this year. Out of more than three and a half million doses of AstraZeneca, there are now 48 confirmed cases of blood clots. 
International students will be welcomed back to New South Wales under a plan by the state government to stave off a predicted $11 billion hit to the economy. 250 students will arrive per fortnight from as early as July and go into quarantine paid for by the university sector. The New South Wales Treasurer says the plan does not come at the expense of Australians stranded overseas who are still trying to get home. To other news now, and hundreds of thousands of Victorians are counting the cost of a wild weather winter storm that brought trees down, cut power, damaged properties and flooded some homes. One man tragically lost his life in the floodwaters in Gippsland and the Weather Bureau is warning after some brief respite today, more dangerous weather is on the way tonight. Water swallowing cars. An underground hotel car park flooded in just 15 minutes. Many people would have woken up this morning and seen absolute carnage out there. Tarragon Creek in Gippsland becoming a raging river after 150 millimetres fell in a matter of hours. Dozens of drivers rescued by chopper crews. Oh. But for one man in his 60s, help was too late, found dead after his car was washed away. More than 200 families evacuated from their homes in a race against the rising water. Some managed to get out in time before torrents inundated streets. I knew it was going to get high, but I didn't think it was going to get this high this quick. Others carried by emergency crews as the town was hit by winds of more than 100 kilometres an hour. About six o'clock in the morning it would come up to our back veranda and then it just rose probably up to our knees almost inside. So sad. The oval is not even an oval anymore. Further north in Walhalla, heartbreak as the historic gold mining town was hit by massive mudslides. I was woken uh, when the power went off but also by hearing huge boulders thumping down the creek. Parts of Gippsland are still on major flood watch. A brief pause in the chaos today but authorities warn there's more to come tonight. Keely McDonough, 7 News. Australia and Singapore have agreed to work towards a travel bubble. Political reporter Rob Scott is in Canberra. Morning to you, Rob. The Prime Minister discussed this idea with his Singaporean counterpart on a quick stopover as he travelled to the G7 in the UK. He did, yes, Eddie, but uh, the travel bubble won't happen for at least uh, a few more months to come. And that's because uh, Singapore's Prime Minister wants a majority of people in both countries to be vaccinated uh, first. Scott Morrison has been talking about a travel bubble with Singapore for quite a few months now. And after meeting with Prime Minister Lee yesterday, both leaders agreed to start work on putting systems in place to allow for the mutual recognition of vaccination certificates, probably uh, in a digital form. So travel between the two countries could resume as soon as possible. But there are still no clear guidelines on what benchmarks have to be met before that bubble can begin. Although Mr Lee does say that vaccination and transmission rates would be a big part of the equation. Uh, there is still some time before we reach that milestone, uh, but there is nothing impeding us, as we've discussed today, from getting on with the job of putting systems in place uh, that will enable such a bubble to emerge between Singapore and Australia as it does now occur between Australia and New Zealand. Both leaders agree that uh, Singaporean students who want to get back to their studies in Australia are likely to be the first people allowed to travel under the bubble, probably under a very tightly controlled pilot program. Eddie. An exciting development. Thank you, Rob. 
Brisbane is one step closer to securing the rights to host the 2032 Summer Olympics. Overnight, the International Olympic Committee's executive board voted unanimously to back Brisbane as the preferred city. And now it's in the hands of uh, the IOC members to uh, vote on this uh, proposal on 21st of uh, July in uh, uh, Tokyo. If Brisbane is selected as expected, it would become the third Australian city to host the Summer Olympics. Ben Robert Smith has broken down as he gave evidence for the first time in his defamation case against nine newspapers. He described himself as devastated and heartbroken by allegations of murder. The media organisation also outlined how it plans to defend the case. Emotional but confident after his first day in the witness box. How are you feeling about today? Mate? It's a good day. Yeah, good day. Beginning with the bluntest question possible from his own lawyer, how it felt to be accused of murder. It breaks my heart. It's devastating, quite frankly, he said. I spent my life fighting for my country and I did everything I possibly could to ensure I did it with honour. The now Channel 7 executive is suing nine newspapers over a series of articles accusing him of war crimes. Nine Barrister Nicholas Owens SC attacked Robert Smith's position that the war crimes allegations were spread by soldiers envious of his medals and fame. The claim it's a product of jealousy or as a result of trauma is inherently implausible, he said. They alleged he'd committed six killings, saying, none, not a single one of the six murders were made in the heat of battle or in the fog of war. They were all, Owens said, PUC, persons under control, prisoners, and that was against the Geneva Convention. Once a person is placed under control, no matter he may be the most brutal, vile member of the Taliban possible, an Australian soldier cannot kill him. To do so is murder. Roberts Smith was shocked. No one's ever said it to my face. The reality for me is it's so far from the truth, it's not funny. It's ridiculous. The war veteran will resume giving evidence today. Gina Trahan, 7 News. A major shake-up of superannuation starts in less than a month with compulsory contributions jumping from 9.5 to 10%. While industry groups praise the boost to retirement nest eggs, it has left small businesses and staff wondering what it means for workers' take-home pay. For flute maker Mark O'Connor, managing a small business through a global pandemic has ended on a low note. We've gone from getting JobKeeper help one minute to then being asked to sort of pay more for our employees the next. One of many in the dark about superannuation changes. To be honest, I've completely forgotten. From July 1st, employers must increase super payments from 9.5% of an employee's salary to 10. If you're an employee with an employment contract that says you're paid a certain base salary or a certain hourly rate with superannuation paid on top of that, uh, you'll just get more superannuation. But for many, super is included, so take-home pay will fall. For an employee earning a salary package of $70,000 a year, take-home pay will drop by $16 a month, or $192 a year. Supporters of the increase say it's essential to prevent millions of Australians from retiring without enough savings to live on. 
They say without it, the government would need to hike taxes to fund the growing cost of the public pension. But critics warn staff pay rises and business viability are at risk. Anything that is uh, adds to their cost, if particularly after such a challenging year, uh, is definitely a concern for them. One certainty? Your pay will change on July 1st. So check your pay slip and ask your employer or accountant for further advice. Gemma Acton, 7 News. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavourless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello? Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. One of Australia's swimming champions is boycotting this weekend's Olympic trials in Adelaide. Rio silver medalist Maddie Groves won't attend the qualifiers after sending a scathing message on social media levelled at a mystery target. She posted, let this be a lesson to all misogynistic perverts in sport and their bootlickers. You can no longer exploit women and girls, body shame or medically gaslight them and then expect them to represent you. Swimming Australia has refused to comment. Two of Prince Philip's children have paid tribute to him on what would have been his 100th birthday. Princess Anne and Prince Edward both spoke fondly of their father, describing him as an inquisitive man of very broad interests. A life that, that, that was involved in so many different interests and, and he travelled so much of the world and, and, and saw so much. And not only that, but he was the sort of person that, you know, once met, never forgotten. Princess Anne also presented the Royal Academy of Engineering Special Centenary Award to mark the Duke's milestone birthday. Checking finance news for you now, the Dow Jones is trading higher this morning. The Nasdaq is also up. In London, the FT100 added and Germany's DAX lost. Closer to home, Japan's Nikkei closed higher, Hong Kong's Hang Seng fell, the All Ords gained and the ASX 200 also rose. On the commodities market, gold is trading at 1,898 US dollars an ounce, oil is 70 US dollars a barrel, the Aussie dollar is buying 77.54 US cents, 84 Japanese yen and $1.07 New Zealand. Prince Harry's uncle, Earl Spencer, says he's not surprised the Sussexes use the name Diana for their new daughter. Charles Spencer revealed he received an email from Halle, Harry full of excitement when Lilibet Diana was born. He says he loves the baby's name. Not a surprise. I thought Diana would be in there. Um, and how lovely. It's such a distinctive name. And of course, it comes with so much emotion for, for them, I'm sure. And uh, wonderful that she's remembered by another generation. Harry and Meghan's baby was born in California on June 4th. US President Joe Biden and British Prime Minister Boris Johnson have held talks on the eve of the G7 summit in Cornwall. The two leaders enjoyed a stroll along the waterfront with their wives before getting down to the serious business of the G7 summit. I've been in a great country many times, but this is the first time as President of the United States. Well, everybody's, everybody's absolutely thrilled to see you. The summit convenes tomorrow and will focus on the coronavirus pandemic and climate change. It sounds like something out of a science fiction novel, but a microscopic worm-like creature has come back to life after lying frozen 
for 24,000 years. Russian scientists found the tiny ancient animal in soil taken from the permafrost in Siberia. The remarkable organisms are able to survive by almost shutting down their metabolism to exist in a state between life and death. A slap on the face of French President Emmanuel Macron has cost his attacker dearly. The 28-year-old Frenchman has received an 18-month prison sentence with a minimum of four to serve for assaulting President Macron as he was greeting a crowd in southeastern France. The man told the court his attack on Macron was unplanned and impulsive and prompted by anger at what he called France's decline. Human Nature has confirmed the band will head back to Las Vegas without a member. Phil Burton won't join the gang as they attempt to restart their show in the US. He hinted at that split back in April to Sunrise. Phil, you've, you've already moved back. Yeah, that's you've right. Made, I moved back about made six that months decision? ago. Yeah. Why? Well, I, you know, Vegas was a fantastic experience, but, um, you know, I, I'm such an Aussie at heart, so it's just, I feel like I'm, I'm back home, but it was, and it was just a good time to come back and, and, you know, put my roots back down with my family. The band is currently touring Australia until September. To sports news now, Geelong are in top form in the AFL, picking up their fifth straight win against Port Adelaide, 112 to 91 overnight. The power had the running early, young gun Connor Rosie kicking four of his five goals in the first quarter. The Cats didn't lay down, though, fighting back into the game before Jeremy Cameron sealed the 21-point win with three of his five in a dominant final quarter. The news goes from bad to worse for Queensland after their record origin loss after Dane Gagai had scans on a possible broken hand. Christian Welch won't play for the Storm against the Warriors this weekend after being concussed and is also in doubt for Game 2. Tom Travojevic won't play for Manly against the Cowboys tonight after his man-of-the-match performance. The Panthers will rest Nathan Cleary for the Sharks. Jerome Luai, Brian To'o and Isaiah Yo are also expected to miss. Former Socceroos coach Ange Postacoglu, Postacoglu has officially been named manager of Scottish Giants Celtic. Postacoglu will leave his current job in Japan for Glasgow in the coming days. He'll become the first Australian to coach a major European club. Everyone I've spoken to said the same thing about me. It'll be the experience uh, of my lifetime and... Uh... You know, it's an opportunity that was too good to pass up. The Matildas Olympic preparations have taken another hit. Despite a late comeback, they went down to Denmark 3-2 this morning. They've now lost all three games under new coach Tony Gustafsson. Two players outside the world top 30 will face off in the French Open women's final. World number 33, Barbara Krejcikova, booked her place in the decider in a thrilling three-setter against Greece's Maria Sakkari. She'll play world number two, no, no, world number 32, rather, Anastasia Pavlia-Chenkova for the title. Got there in the end. Taking a look at the weather around the country for you now, a deep low should move over the southern Tasman Sea, causing winds, rain and some highland snow to gradually ease in southern New South Wales, Victoria and Tasmania. A low and trough over WA and western South Australia should trigger showers and the odd storm too. Onshore winds in a trough will maintain showers in northeastern Queensland.
Around the capitals now, mostly sunny in Brisbane and 20 degrees. Cloudy in Sydney with a top of 16. A shower or two in Canberra and 13 degrees. A possible shower in Melbourne too after that wild weather. Some rain in Hobart and 14. Cloudy in Adelaide with a top of 17. A shower is increasing in Perth and sunny in Darwin and 31 degrees. And that's seven early news for this Friday the 11th of June. I'm Edwina Bartholomew.